Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, How We Failed, published by Jan Culviat on March 23, 2022 on the Effective Altruism Forum. Here we means the broader EA and rationalist communities. Learning from failures is just as important as learning from successes. This post describes a few cases of mistakes and failures which seem interesting from the learning perspective. Failure to improve U.S. policy in the first wave. Early in the pandemic, the rationality community was right about important things, for example masks, often very early on. We won the epistemic fight, and the personal instrumental fight. Consider our masks discourse, or microcovid use, or rapid testing to see our friends. At the same time, the network distance from the core of the community to for example people in the CDC is not that large, Open Phil is a major funder for the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, and the network distance from CHS to top public health institutions is presumably small. As such, we could say the U.S. rationality community failed instrumentally, given their apparent short distance to influence contrast this with the influence of less wrong on UK policy via a single reader, Dominic Cummings. Or our influence on Czech policy, see what we tried also, contrast this with the hashtag masks for all movement. This movement was founded by the writer and speaker Petter Ludwig, pre-COVID, he was developing something like his own version of rationality and critical thinking, independent of the less wrong cluster. After the success of grassroots activity in DIY mask making in Czechia, which led to the whole country starting to use the masks within a week or so, he tried to exploit the masks work and you can make them at home meme globally. While counterfactuals are hard, this seems a major success, likely speeding up mask uptake in Western countries by weeks, consider the marginal revolution praise. Where was the microcovid calculator for countries? See EPI for funding and medium range models. Overreaction through 2021. Personal reactions within the community in February 2020 were sometimes exemplary, apparent overshoots, like copper tape on surfaces, postal package quarantines, were reasonable ex-ante but the community was slow to update its behavior in response to improved estimates of infection fatality rate T, long COVID, and knowledge of aerosol and droplet transmission. Anecdotally, the community was slow to return to relatively safe things like outdoor activities, even after full vaccination. While your risk tolerance is a given quantity in decision-making, my impression is that many people's behavior did not match the risk tolerance implicit in their other daily habits. Inverse gullibility. Many large institutions had a bad track record during the pandemic, and the heuristic do not update much from their announcements served many people well. However, in places the community went beyond this, to non-updates from credible sources and anti-updates from institutions. Gullibility is believing things excessively, taking the claim study show as certain. Inverse gullibility is disbelieving things excessively, failing to update at all when warranted, or even to invert the update. Example, the COVID research summaries of the FDA are often good, it's in the policy guidance section that the wheels come off. But I often see people write off all FDA material. My broad guess is that people who run off simple models like governments are evil and lie to you are very unlikely to be able to model governments well, and very unlikely to understand parts of the solution space where governments can do important and useful things. Failing to persuade reviewers that important methods were valid. More locally to our research, we use skilled forecasters for many of our estimates, as an input for our hybrid of mathematical and judgmental prediction. But relying on forecasters is often frowned upon in academic settings. Stylized dialogue. Reviewer, how did you get the parameters? Epi 4, we asked a bunch of people who are good at guessing numbers to tell us. Reviewer, that's unrigorous, remove it. Similarly, the foremost point of doing NPI, non-pharmaceutical intervention, 
technical term for interventions including various mandates and orders, research was to provide governments with cost-benefit estimates. In this forum I don't need to explain why. But academic studies of COVID policies usually lack estimates of the social cost, and instead merely estimate the transmission reduction. Why? A clue, our initial NPI preprint included an online survey about relative lockdown preferences, for example the self-reported disutility of bars closing for two weeks versus a mask mandate being imposed for two months. This allowed us to actually give policy-relevant estimates of the cost, disutility, of NPIs, compared to the benefit, reduction of virus transmission. It proved hard to get this version published, the apparent subjectivity of the costs, the inclusion of economic methods in an epidemiology paper, and the specific choice of preference elicitation methods, etc., all exposed a large attack surface for reviewers. In the end, we just removed the cost-benefit analysis. Clearly, internal documents of at least some governments will have estimated these costs. But in almost all cases these were not made public. Even then, as far as we know, only economic costs were counted in these private analyses, it is still rare to see estimates of the large direct disutility of lockdown. Epi for funding and medium-range models. Conflict of interest, obvious epidemic forecasting was initially funded by Tim Tellin Lawton, which made a lot of the work we did possible. Epidemic forecasting could have been significantly more impactful if someone had given us between $100,000, 500k in June 2020, on the basis that we would do interesting things, even though it was hard to explain and justify from an ITN perspective in advance. Around June 2020, we had all the ingredients which would allow us to upload reasonable models forecasting the arrival of the second wave, the best NPI estimates, the best seasonality estimates, forecasters to predict the triggers that lead to the adoption of NPIs, a framework to put it together, and a team of modelers and developers able to turn it into a model. This would likely have been the best medium-range forecast dashboard for Western countries, and provided advance warning about future waves three months in advance. We even secured funding from a large non-EA funder. Both our host university and this funder displayed a great deal of inflexibility. My institution, Oxford, was unable to accept the funding in a way which would allow us to contract super forecasters in time. Further, when we tried to accept the money via a charity instead, we found that the funder was itself unable to fund non-vetted charities, and that their vetting process would be too long and costly for this small a donation, $100,000. No EA funders were willing to step in, despite the project having arguably better impact than any of the COVID projects funded by OpenPhil, and this impact being well evidenced in the policy effects of the first wave dashboard. My personal update from this is roughly while the EA funding infrastructure is much less inadequate than the rest of the world, it is still very far from a situation where I can model it as sensible and reliable. I'm forecasts. Taking data-driven charity as the in-group, and so part of how we failed, I note that something was up at the Gates Foundation. The GF has committed at least $400 million to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, an organization with a notorious record on COVID. So what? Well, a rigorous donor with strong betting empowered a team with apparently deep epistemic problems, and this likely seriously misled policy. The I'm forecasts were among the most influential in the first wave, second only to Imperial College London. And this failure occurred despite GF's empirical, institutional, non-hits-based approach. A systematic review of such failures could produce a useful prior for this safe approach. I should say that I admire the IHME's Global Burden of Disease project, and do not mean to impugn the whole organization. The above is troubling precisely because it drastically underperforms high expectations from IM, based on their existing track record. Ask me anything. Related Ask Me Anything session is happening on Thu 24th under the What We Tried post. While this text is written from I, Jan Kulvietz, personal perspective, 
I co-wrote the text with Gavin Leach, with input from many others. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the Nonlinear Library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.